Hunters presents. I got it. Welcome everybody to a special. That's right. This is Hunters presents. I got it. Iconic. Wait. Let's do that again. One, two, <laughs> three. Iconic. You son of a. One more time. In one, two, three. Iconic. That's better. <laughs> How many times? How many times does it take two grown men to say the words iconic together? No offense. I that was a very lethal weapon too. I'm on the toilet situation. Oh my god. Honest to God, I was thinking I was like, wait. Are we going to go on one, two, iconic, on or are we going on one, two, three, iconic? Because uh, this matters. This does matter. Uh, so yeah. we we will work that out the next time we have to uh, help get you off of a toilet into a bomb-proof bathtub that we're, will survive we're, a blast. We're the most professional podcast you've ever seen. <laughs> so I guess that, uh, yeah, so I guess, yeah, I'm the Mel Gibson of this group, huh? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> We I'm know where. Yeah. Well, I, I was more thinking like, "Oh God, I apologize for 15 years from now, everybody." <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just you hating yourself. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to go there on this show because we're not going to go there. But I'm just saying, you sour-faced. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh my God. Honestly, this show is not about us just rapping about Mel Gibson and and Danny Glover, two amazing actors. Uh, but we are here to discuss iconic horror icons. Really, that's why the show is called Iconic because we're going to discuss uh, everybody from Leatherface uh, to Freddy, and we're going to start this because this is the inaugural inaugural. <laughs> It's been a long day, okay? You all don't You're realize we've already recorded a bunch of other things before this, so uh, yep. <laughs> it's going to be one of those recordings for you. You're welcome. 100%. Um, you are welcome. Uh, but yes, this is the first ever, I'm not going to use big words anymore, the first ever episode, uh, and we figured we'd start with a, with, a, with a classic, really, and that is Jason Voorhees, but... I guess it's kind of a catch because we're starting with Friday the 13th, the 1980s uh, original. So can we say Jason Voorhees yet? Um, I mean, I mean, oh, by the way, spoiler alert the if you're listening time, to this. Spoilers. <laughs> by the way, welcome to Spoiler Talk. Uh, forgot yeah. to say that. Sorry if you've never seen mm. the original and don't know the twist. All right. Um, what a twist! What a twist! The is this the dawn of M Night Shyamalan? Ding dong! We will discuss exactly. in about five minutes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but we are we're discussing Friday the Thirteenth. It came out in 1980. It's rated R, and it went for one hour and 35 minutes. And the synopsis done on IMDb says a group of camp counselors are stalked and murdered by Ooh. an unknown assailant while trying to reopen a summer camp which years before was the site of a child's drowning 
So that's the synopsis of the movie. Would you say that's a fair bet of the movie we watched? I would 100% say that is a fair bet of the movie that we watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's just start with the good stuff of this movie while yeah. watching this. I mean, this is probably what the umpteenth time you've watched this movie in your lifetime. Wonderful. I, uh, yeah, at this point, it's just, I don't need to pay attention to know what's happening when it's happening who's dying right. how they're dying what the dialogue is I've, I've seen this movie so many times it profound impact on me at a young age uh still has an impact on me at this age because it kind of was one of those first slashers that i ever actually made it through uh i had yeah. i had issues with michael myers that when we get to him i'll, I'll dive a little bit into but it, it involved everything with just the sight of him uh, where Friday okay. the 13th was kind of a film that I, I was able to make it through despite it being actually to me as a kid when I was watching it extremely terrifying to me as an adult watching it I, you know whatever maybe I desensitize myself from it but uh, mm -hmm. I, 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 I've I, always had a fond spot for this movie uh, maybe that changed in the recent rewatching of it and a couple other episodes of the Friday the 13th franchise but uh, I'll save that for a minute I kind of want to get your take though really quickly on this film i mean i've always had a like weird feeling about this movie i would say in the last 10 years of watching it i like it less and less as i go on and it's mostly because i am such a jason fan i actually think this franchise gets better as it keeps going because it knows what it is and yes there are some missteps where i think there's a hundred percent the people don't know what they're doing but in overall action uh you know what film you're watching and that's what i enjoy about the jason series of this this i have a hard time with just simply based of what happens as the twist now before we get there the good things that i do like about friday the 13th i do like that it's first person throughout the movie i think the first person view is an interesting take for the type of movie that we're watching because we start off following um the girl named annie which by the way annie i'm not sure if she's in anything else but this to me is a one and done performance where it was like you are no longer allowed to go acting anywhere in public because i was you could tell so much they were like this is going to be your final girl and we're going to trick you because we kill her immediately and i don't like that at all because i did not back her one at 100 i didn't and okay so that that's my like good that i enjoy about this movie is that it's a first person shot i also like that tom savini uh did the special effects because he's such a legend in the industry so watching an earlier performance of him like you know with the kevin bacon hello hello all right hello if, whenever you want to go from Kevin Bacon again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So Kevin Bacon's in this movie and Kevin Bacon's a plus in it because I mean, he is a good looking actor. I mean, all the kids in the movie are good looking. I would say this is another good quality. They have that like friends feel like how the evil dead friends kind of interacted with each other. I think they grasped those counselors really well, but honestly, besides the makeup, besides Kevin Bacon and the friends, I think that's pretty much all the good I have. Oh, and the first person view. So is there anything you want to talk about the good before we move on to when I go con? Uh, it's funny because one of the goods that I want to talk about, you actually mentioned is part of the con for you. Uh, so I'll get to that in a second, but uh, I wanted to kind of double hit on the cast. I, th- I think the cast is great. I think you're correct. The girl that played Annie in the beginning never did anything again. Uh, but a lot of the cast never did. Uh, Kevin Bacon is like the standout of that cast where he really is one of the only ones uh, besides the big twist at the end that had a big career that did a lot of other stuff. Uh, I feel like all their IMDb pages are kind of like a, an occasional pop up as like girl number two in like a law and order episode type deal uh especially your final girl uh right. if i recall correctly she did, that was pretty much it and she was done she as does an one and two yeah she did one and two and that was essentially it uh so i but i like that because i didn't exactly hate annie in the beginning i think that they're just trying to set her up as a final girl and she's intentionally supposed to be annoying uh and that's kind of part of the whole pulling the rug out from you as well and kind of the switch up is it's like we're setting her up but she's annoying and now she got her throat cut <laughs> uh, I agree with you Savini is a great aspect of it His anything he's a part of is great it's actually part of why I love From Dust Till Dawn so much uh, oh yeah the POV camera is great it, it took the Halloween aspect of what we saw from Slashers expanding it uh, but the big pro that I liked is I love the twist of the movie. I love the twist at the end of the film because you're going through this movie kind of, and especially placing myself in that kind of mindset of if I'm a parent and this happened, yeah, I could see kind of snapping like this and, and kind of never knowing who's really doing it. And you just assume 1980s, it's probably some guy or some supernatural force, this Jason kid that they keep talking about, or it's some random, it, it's the crate. It's the camp. It, it's the, the town crazy running around screaming camp blood. Like you just kind of assume it, it's going to be a guy. And then the switch up is it's, it, it's actually a woman and it's Mrs. Voorhees and it's Jason's mother. And she's, she just refuses to allow this place to reopen because she blames everybody that's associated with it even that wasn't there at the time with her son's death and I just I love that I thought that I think that's such a great oh crap like that's a mind f of a moment of oh man and I can see where this mother is coming from if I was a parent no I I, and honestly I think yes the idea of the switch and I think Victor Miller's script on paper it all works out the problem that I have is the fact that throughout the movie, they purposely show you a man doing the killing. So you never have the kind of thought that, A, it's going to be a woman, and B, it's going to be the mother. So 
I think that's an unfair twist to kind of give us when that's not what you're displaying throughout the film. Because there's many times where you see the back, where you see the hand, and all these features of the person, and it's clearly a dude. And that's where my biggest con of the movie falls. The, on paper, great twist. Good idea. It's it's It actually makes sense. You're right. I'm behind the motives, even though you're crazy. But it doesn't get pulled off well because you're you're already tricking your audience in my opinion and i think that's kind of unfair to do um and since that's my first i mean real con of it other cons that i i, I sense kind of falls into that twist anyways and mind you that I think Halloween does the same thing too, where at the beginning when it's first person and they're walking, like the person walking is obviously not the size of a child. So when you reveal that it is a kid, again, that is kind of misleading. But the difference between Halloween and Friday the 13th, Halloween did it for five minutes of the movie where the rest of the movie we follow Michael Myers we see Michael Myers like and he's doing a really good job stalking where in Friday the 13th yes there are scenes with stalking and stuff like that but it never I never get that fulfillment anymore watching it past my first time seeing it because of where I'm at and that's why I'm talking about like as I watch this movie it it takes me out of it each time even this last time that i watched it and i own the blu-ray set and obviously i do because like i said earlier i'm a jason guy i rarely go back to friday the 13th and i actually rewatched it because we are doing this episode i the less i have to watch it the better for me see i still some of the cons for me is that uh, especially because I recently purchased that Blu-ray package and I had never seen the uncut version of the 1980 yeah. uh, version of the film. And I got to say, I, I always defended Friday the 13th, the original one, uh, against you, really. Uh, anytime it was basically yeah. coming down to a movie fight, I'd, I'd, I'd sit there, I'd defend it. I still will defend it. But having seen that uncut version, it highlighted some of the things that you always kind of argued against in a bigger light, which I, I kind of started to knock it for those cons. And that's I feel it's a little slow at times. I feel that yeah. it kind of really just doesn't go anywhere. Uh, that whole sequence with the, them in the, in the one cabin, because there's a snake in there. Like it, it feels really unnecessary, that whole sequence. And as if they're kind of like, well, crap, we, we, we got to fill out an hour and, and 30 minutes. Like we, we got to do this. We got, we got to film stuff. We just got to film stuff. And yeah. then watching the uncut version, you're getting an extra like 10 minutes of crap. We got to just like film things. Like, look, we're just going to show them running from cabin to cabin, looking for all the other dead counselors and nobody's going to be in any of the cabins. Why would slow down for this? We need, you know, the original cut that I saw is better, but damn, you're really highlighting the fact that nothing is happening to me. Uh, so, so that became a con for me as I, as I felt like for the umpteen time watching it, it was one of the first times I started to feel like, all right, is this, are we just going to get to the Mrs. Voorhees thing yet? Cause that's kind of where stuff gets kind of crazy. And even in the uncut version that got dragged out, there was a whole bunch of unnecessary crap added to that, that slowed down that pacing of that fight that I was like, okay, I, I kind of just this should be over. Why am I still watching this? She could just cut her 
effing head off already. Oh, yeah. What's this sequence now where they're just what? What the hell is she doing here? Why'd she turn the light on? You know what? Like what? Yeah. Like there was just a lot of moments like that that really took me out of the movie this time around that I thought were cons. Uh, and, and also the. Uh, Maybe I'm just maybe I'm becoming old man yells at 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 Sky, but it felt like a snuff <laughs> snuff film at times, and I was like I, I get that I get that a lot of the films kind of do that because again I've watched a couple of these, but the well, first one specifically I mean, feels not, it. Well, that's not a misconception because uh, Sean S. Cunningham used to produce porn. Okay, because yeah, because so that, that Kevin Bacon feel... scene is very. Uh, it always yeah. it always made me feel a little funny, like when I used to climb the rope in gym class. And now mm. that I'm now that I'm an older gentleman and have experienced those things in life, uh, mm. you know that what, what that funny feeling of climbing the rope is like. It it just was uncomfortable to watch. It it was like I, right. I felt I was like I feel like I should be deleting my history right now. <laughs> like, oh my god! I should be watching what this incognito. <laughs> I should be watching this film incognito. Uh, right. you know, like, and that's that's good to know. I actually never knew that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it explains yeah. a lot, especially oh, the yeah. unnecessary moaning, which is what really makes it uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like he used to make those kind of movies, and to be honest, this movie got made because Halloween worked. So they took everything that wasn't the focal reason of why Halloween worked, and they made it a movie. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because, again, you the next one, and when we do the next part of this series, I feel that's when. Friday the 13th gets it stepping you know it's 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 finally finding it's like layout but this movie as an opener which is stranger like most movies look at Halloween Halloween is almost everybody's favorite and outside of part one not really many people will go oh I love the thorn trilogy um <laughs> I mean, at most, maybe you'll see people say uh, the 2018 was um, as close as you get to a, a good sequel. But like for Friday the 13th, I think we're going to find more so the sequels are what's more enjoyable. So I do thank this movie on that that end of it. But outside of maybe showing it to someone that's never seen it and knows the twist... Uh, I mean, I, me personally, if you ask me if I'm going to watch a Friday the 13th, like just called Friday the 13th, it's the 2009 one. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to the 2009 one eventually because, yeah. uh, again, they, I think people could probably still find the last time we discussed the uh, Friday the 13th yeah. franchise. Uh, I heard it is, so probably not now. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, before, so final thoughts on the movie. Do, I mean, I'm guessing you're saying it's worth a watch. I I would say yes, it's still worth a watch. It still has some very redeeming qualities, more so than the cons. Uh, it it is slow, which it's gonna feel. I like would a say drag. watch the regular and not. The yes, uncut. do not watch it. The uncut is definitely not necessary. There's it's paced wrong, oh, and I think God. that's what my problem is: is that I only have the uncut. Yeah. So the last three times that I've watched this movie, it's that slower pace that really drags it. It, it really, especially when you start getting to the third act. The third act, they just there's so many unnecessary like them doing things that just don't progress the story or just feel like. 
you're explaining something for the sake of, again, we need to fill out time, so we're just going to explain that she cut the phone lines instead of just having them pick up the phones and going, phones are dead. Right. Which I'm, I'm pretty sure they freaking do that as well before they even go to and they show you that the phone lines were cut. I'm pretty sure that they actually try to make a call, which is then why the uncut version shows them going to the office where then they're trying to call from the office and you see right. the cut line. And I was like, this this whole, this is five minutes that just slowed down everything for no reason. Well, that's, what, that's what I feel about the entire idea of the movie. And that sums up into that. It's like, they they made a movie and they said, okay, guess what? We're releasing the uncut version. And everybody's like, oh man, that's going to be gorier. Yeah. It's going to be sexier. But instead, you just get Alice walking down a stream a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, whatever. But, um, so I kind of agree with you. Yes, watch it, but it has to be uncut if you haven't seen it before. Just watch the regular, not the uncut. Um, if you had to guess the Rotten Tomato score by the critics and audience, what would you think it is? I feel like this is unfair because I think I already know the critic one. Oh, um, you son of a I, I think I already do. Is it 63% critics? Yes. Okay. Uh, Audience-wise, I don't know that one. I'll take a guess and say audience is hmm, probably around the same, 65%, 70%. It's at 60 so okay. what's kind of interesting about that is that I feel like it's it's still getting reviews like I think these are still coming in because I swear to god at one point um, it was in like rotten territory like not high, like low rotten I'm talking like in the 50s so I feel like that's what this movie is it's basically you're either going to like it for the twist and all that or you're not um the IMDb score is about the same thing. It has 6.5 stars. Okay. So I feel like that is a very just all the way around. That's what it is. It's one of those movies that's slightly better than what, um, you think it would be basically. Yeah. Like yay for what you did, but, um, it just depends on who's watching it. If they like it or not. Uh, agreed. It's, it's very, it's a hit or miss one. Uh, if you, uh, I mean, also you can't show if if somebody's like does not like slasher films, you can't show them this, and it's going to change their opinion. They're gonna, they actually might hate slasher films more because of this type of movie. Uh, I would say, I would actually say, if someone doesn't like horror movies and doesn't like slashers, you don't show this. But yeah. I do think if somebody was like, I don't like horror movies. And you go, well, have you seen Halloween? And you show it to them. There's a better chance they like that movie. Uh, agreed, agreed. And and I and I. And think we can come down to that. We will. We'll we'll, we'll 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 get to we'll get to Michael because uh, I got I got to buy Michael first. So um, we don't <laughs> have to wait on that because Michael costs a lot of money, a lot more than yeah, Jason man. did. My my Michael be expensive. Uh, <laughs> but no, I I I I I think that's a good way to kind of sum it up. Uh, I think that's kind of hitting those final thoughts there that this is, you know, this is one of those films you could show somebody, but at the same time, it's, you're either going to like it or you're going to, you know, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy exactly. just, just give me the Voorhees. Uh, and I, by the Voorhees, I mean the Jason, not the Pamela. Right. Right. Although you do get Pamela in part two, which we'll talk about next time. 
Yes, because <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we we we're gonna keep doing these. These are fun. These are our way of kind of revisiting the classic, iconic. Damn it. Uh, horror. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were setting it up, and I still didn't want to do I, it. No, I hate you. You. It was like, okay, he's waiting. He's counting three in his head. Full circle, man. He knows what we're doing. He knows we're going on one, two, three. Say it, and you didn't. You left me out to dry, All right. man. All right, do it one more time, and we're we're going on it. All right. We like to talk about the one, two, three. I Stay scary, my friends. You son of a...